Everything you've got in your life is an expression of your level of awareness. And when you change your level of awareness, everything starts to shift. It's truly fascinating. Today's podcast episode, I'm going to share how my awareness expanded as I began researching for an upcoming interview. And what's absolutely amazing about this experience is that once the mind has been expanded, it will never go back to its original state. Awareness is not something you lose. Bob Proctor. For returning guests, welcome back. And for those who are new here, I'm Andrea Samadhi, author and educator with a passion for learning, understanding difficult concepts, and breaking them down so we can all use and apply the most current research to improve our productivity and results in our schools, our sports environments, and modern workplaces. On today's episode number 211, The Neuroscience of Dreams, Expanding Our Self-Awareness, I'm going to cover how an understanding of neuroscience connected to our dreams could open up doors of possibility in our lives. This topic is not one that I was planning on covering, but as my awareness expanded while researching for an upcoming interview, I thought back to when some other topics that many people perceived as weird are now readily accepted in our schools and workplaces. And perhaps as new research and studies evolve, this topic could provide us with a new way of creative problem solving or ways to generate new ideas in the business world, or even a new tool for mental rehearsal in the sports world. Before we get into this episode, I do want to start out by thanking you, the listener, for tuning in. While writing this episode, I woke up to an email from Anuj Agarwal. He's the founder of Feedspot, who ranks podcasts based on content, followers, and traffic. And he let me know that we made the ranking for the best 30 neuroscience podcasts. And for those who've listened to our earlier episodes, you'll know that I didn't set out to go in this direction of neuroscience. It wasn't even on my roadmap, but we ended up here by chance when an educator urged me to go in this direction almost 10 years ago. So to hit this achievement in a relatively new field of study for me, without a background in science, other than the fact I did teach ninth grade biology for a semester, it's a true honor. And I'm beyond grateful to continue to host this podcast, and I love that you're finding these episodes as helpful as I am. This is the reason why I thought about launching this podcast in the first place, to show that anyone can learn and apply these skills, backed by science, whether you have a science degree or not. This cutting-edge research is important for us to all know, understand, and apply, and I'll be researching in this field anyway, so I figured I might as well share what I'm learning on this platform. With our analytics, I can see where listeners are tuning in from by country, and I do appreciate all the messages you send me on social media, letting me know what you listen to and what you're learning. I can now put some faces to the downloads, as I've recently met Sarah Eaton from Queensland, Australia, who works with the Australian government, and Ellie Mercado from Ossining, New York, working in the field of education with social and emotional learning, among many others who tag me on posts and let me know this information is helpful and important. 
We do have a Facebook group, and if you want to stay connected to others around the globe, you can see that in the show notes. So moving on to this week's episode and Brain Fact Friday, where I want to make a connection to our upcoming interview later next week. But in the meantime, I hope this episode will help us to all expand our level of awareness when it comes to our dreams. My mentor, the late Bob Proctor, who I know I talk about often, was always saying, stop looking at life through the keyhole, open up the door and expand your level of awareness by changing your paradigms. You can go back to episode 66 and 67 to review the importance of changing our paradigms to break through to new levels of awareness that will help us to reach new heights in our personal and professional lives, which is what happened to me while preparing for this next interview. I noticed that some of my paradigms or beliefs started to change as I began to connect the science to what I was learning, expanding my awareness in a way that it will never be the same again. As you can see from past episodes, it's very important for me to stick to the most current neuroscience research with this podcast, and I do aim to steer clear of pseudoscience and fads, but pick topics to make a difference for us in our modern workplace, whether it's through the science of reading or productivity, and this time, my paradigms or beliefs were challenged, which is really what learning is all about. I was introduced to Dr. Balan Jalal's work from his team, who emailed me his Harvard bio, letting me know his field of research and the topics we'd cover on the podcast. I wrote back immediately as I saw Harvard, neuroscience, researcher connected to sleep, and Dr. Rama, who in 2011 was Time Magazine's 100 Most Influential People in the World. And I've heard Dr. Jalal use the short form of his name, so I'm going to take the easy way out because I don't think I would ever get his name right with practice. Even though I read the email intro quickly, I knew Dr. Jalal was someone I wanted to learn more about, especially as we covered the importance of sleep on many previous episodes and dreams on episode 104 with sleep scientist Antonio Zadra and his book, When Your Brain Dreams. But I had no idea that Dr. Jalal's work was going to open up my level of awareness to where it had never been before, allowing me to cover some topics that I normally would think of as too weird for this podcast, and in turn, change some of my beliefs around sleep. Dr. Bilal says that dreams are one of the great mysteries of science. In their bizarre complexity, they can reveal deeper truths about who you are at the most basic level. Keep on dreaming, he says. So now my mind is wide open, and I wonder, why do we dream what we dream? What's happening in our brain when we're dreaming? What's the purpose of dreaming? And are there things that we should learn from our dreams? Matthew Walker, the author of Why We Sleep, The New Science of Sleep and Dreams, covers these questions on his podcast. And he has said, perhaps it's not time that heals all wounds, but rather time spent in dream sleep, which is REM sleep. And then it made me think, what else could I learn about dreams to open up new levels of awareness, new insights, maybe that could help increase peace and understanding in my world that I could share with you to do the same? What else could we learn from Dr. Jalal's work on sleep paralysis as the top-rated expert in sleep paralysis in the world, 
And then what is sleep paralysis? Could learning more about our dreams expand our thinking, like Proctor would say, helping us to see the world in a different way instead of just peering through the keyhole with a limited view? After all, it was Proctor who taught me to log my dreams. He taught me to write them down the minute I would wake up, and I've been doing this since 1999, off and on. And although I thought I knew what dreams were all about, when I began researching Dr. Jalal's work, I realized just how little I knew about dreams. What about you? I know we all know how important our sleep is, but for something we spend one third of our life doing, how much thought do you put into your dreams? Other than writing down my dreams and glancing at them from time to time to learn common themes, lessons, or ideas, this is an area that I think I could explore more with. I thought, is there something I'm missing with this time? Could I learn something about my dreams or use this dream time to my advantage in a way that I could improve the other two-thirds of my life? Matthew Walker calls sleep our superpower, and he reminds us how important sleep is for learning, memory, and productivity. And he said when we wake up, we're actually wiser, and that it's not time that heals all wounds, but time spent in dreams that provides emotional convalescence. So what's your experience with dreams? Are you too busy to even think about them? If you do, do you remember them? Do you know why we forget them? Have you ever had this weird feeling during sleep that you were paralyzed and couldn't move? Have you ever had visions of places that you've never been before while dreaming and wondered what they are? Are they real or are they imagined? We'll dive deep into these questions on our interview with Dr. Balan Jalal. But in the meantime, I wanted to give us something to think about to expand our awareness and get us thinking about dreams until then to prime our brain for what we're going to learn. And this begins with a quick review of what our sleep cycle looks like. I never really thought about improving my sleep cycle until I reviewed the Fisher-Wallace medical device for episode 120. But did you know that we have sleep cycles, about five of them that last about 90 minutes if we're sleeping eight hours? In stage four, it's where our REM sleep is, where our dreams occur, and this happens at the end of each sleep cycle, and it's the longest right before we wake up. So we're dreaming all night, but 95% of our dreams we don't remember when we wake up because we need serotonin to transfer them to our long-term memory. Did you know when we're in REM sleep and dreaming that our body is paralyzed? Did you know what part of the brain controls this paralysis and why it's important that we don't move in REM sleep? Until researching Dr. Jalal, I didn't know we were paralyzed in REM sleep, but I also have felt sleep paralysis before. I just didn't know there was a name for it. Then I heard Dr. Jalal's explanation of sleep paralysis, and he described it exactly as I experienced it. And I'd have to say, this is not something I would ever admit I felt. You know, it's one of those things that you'd rather leave out when someone says, hey, how'd you sleep? And you had this really weird experience. So you'd rather skip the conversation and just say, oh, it was great with that look on your face that will tell the other person that there was nothing great about it. It's got to be one of the weirdest experiences I've ever felt. But Dr. Jalal explains what's happening 
the importance of our brain paralyzing our body during sleep and connecting our brain to this weird phenomena that expanded my awareness to what else I could learn about dreaming and REM state. I also thought if I had this experience, and so did Dr. Jalal, and then the guy interviewing him on the podcast I was watching, Ranveer, on the Ranveer show, he also had the same experience. How many other people listening could relate and learn something new with this new angle of the neuroscience of sleep? To make the most out of our upcoming interview with Dr. Jalal, I encourage you to learn more about your sleep and expand your level of awareness. Do you know how much sleep you get? Do you know how much time you spend in REM sleep each night? Do you remember your dreams? To remember your dreams so you can gain deeper levels of insight about yourself, I've got a couple of suggestions. First, make an intention that you'll remember what you're dreaming about when you wake up. This might take some time, but with focused effort, see what happens and see if you can remember your dreams. When you wake up, write them down immediately or you'll forget them. Either write them down on a notepad beside your bed or on your phone. And then start looking for patterns in your dreams. Before our interview with Dr. Jalal later next week, where we'll dive deeper into sleep paralysis and also dive into lucid dreaming or knowing you're dreaming while you're dreaming to see what fMRI scans reveal about our ability to control our dreams, interact with people in our dreams, and even travel to a different location within our dreams. All of this is fascinating as science now steps in to validate some of the practices that many of us have heard over the years and brings light to what exactly is happening when we wake up and wonder what on the earth just happened to me while I was sleeping. My goal with these episodes are to take what I would have once thought as of the weirdest experiences I've ever had while sleeping and demystify them with brain science. Of course, I'm going to ask Dr. Jalal to share his insights and research with us so we can learn what might be important to think about with our dream time and how this new awareness could be of benefit to us in the future. I'm hoping he could shed some light on what we can learn from our dreams that we can take into the two-thirds of our waking hours that could improve our creativity, performance, and results. To close out this episode and review this week's Brain Fact Friday, did you know that dreams can reveal deeper truths about who you are at the most basic level? I challenge you to see if you can remember your dreams. I hope this episode expanded your awareness like it did mine about the possibilities that our dreams could provide for us in the future. I'll see you next week as we dive into our brain, stress, and the workplace and our upcoming interview with Dr. Jalal to open up our awareness in ways that science will show us that there are many benefits to keep on dreaming. Have a good weekend. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com.